This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Minnesota. (sighs) Minnesota. It's so weird. People say it like that. (laughs) And then also, it looks like a crushed can. (laughs) You're really in, like, the past few weeks, you've been really into, like, the shape of the states that we've been covering. (laughs) Something about fried chicken in a pan. I think last week you said something about, oh, New Mexico looked like a thought bubble. (laughs) I know. I don't know why. I'm just correlating them to shapes. But Minnesota is kind of a funky shaped state. Doesn't it look like a crushed crayon to you? Sure. I mean, look at it. Look at it. Look at it right now. I want you to look at it. It's right here on our logo. Oh, there we are. See, crushed can. Kind of. To me, it kind of looks more like an apple core. You know, like somebody who's like yeah. an apple. I can see that too. The big bite mark on the side where Michigan is. People say it looks like a, a chef's hat. Whatever that is. Oh, I can see that. That's interesting. Anyway. I digress. Yes. Minnesota. What had happened? We're going to talk about a young lady named Hang Lee. Okay. Hang Lee left one night from her parents' house. To never be seen again. Well, okay. Wow. I know. And we're just jumping into that right now, but it's we're going to talk through the timeline and then talk about possible theories or people. Interesting. It's, it's funny to me because my story in New Mexico last week was kind of similar. Like, he left his grandparents' house and mm-hmm. was never seen again. I mean, that's what how disappearances go. <laughs> I, mean, like. I guess, yeah. But it's just funny. We always, we never do research together. Never. Um, but I, it's funny. We always choose, seem to choose similar stories week to week. Because we're on the same wavelength. Right. <laughs> so Hang was last seen leaving her family's residence in St. Paul, Minnesota okay. on January 12th, 1993. And she left her home around 6 or 7 p.m. And she was on her way to go hang out with a friend named Kia Lee, which is no relation. But they called her Nikki. So we're going to use Nikki as the name because that was her nickname. And then that's the last anybody saw of her from her family. But what happened with Kia, we're going to talk through. Okay. Just to give a little bit of background as well. So Hang's parents, they were from Laos and they were refugees. Okay. They didn't speak a lot of English at this time. And then when they reported her missing, they reported her missing a few days after her actual disappearance, which was a little bit weird because why would you wait a few days? The police kind of thought it was a, you know, she just ran off. Okay. But she left all of her clothing, her college. She was saving up for college. She left all of her savings. She also left a paycheck and her purse. Oh, weird. And her purse actually contained a knife and a lead ball for personal protection. I don't 
I don't know if she was trying to like hit people with her purse. Maybe give the give the purse a little weight if she yeah. had to like whack somebody over the head with it or something. Yeah. Interesting. So in January 1993, it was a snowy night. Hang told her parents, I'm going to go out. She also was saying bye to her brother, who, whose name was, I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. His brother's name was Cow or K-O-U-A. Hmm. So, Koa? Koa. We will go with Koa. She said to him, if I don't come home, come and look for me because I don't trust Nikki. Oh. Right. So what? Whoa. This got real <laughs> interesting. So Nikki was a little shady? A little shady, apparently. He, Hang didn't trust her. I don't know why she was going out with her. I mean... That was my first question. I was like, if you don't trust somebody, why are you, why are you going to go hang out at their mm-hmm. house? That don't make no sense. I don't know. I don't know. So her brother accounted a report um, that he, that she never came home. He woke up to look if there were any like footprints in the snow because there was freshness snow as we talked about. Okay. And he didn't see any footsteps, so he just went back to sleep, thinking that she was just still out. And then that was it. And he just went back to sleep until the next day. Weird. That next day, her brother confronted Nikki at school and kind of like asked her, "Where, where's my sister? And he asked in a calm way. He wasn't trying to be accusatory. He just really wanted to ask the question because obviously he thought Hang was with Nikki. Yeah. And she like flipped on a dime and got mean about it and was like, I don't know your, where your sister is. I don't know what you're talking about. Just this weird reaction to this question. Getting really defensive. So after this, it started a 30 year of a mystery of what happened to Hangley. Okay. So Hangley was a girl who loved heavy metal. Okay. She was a senior in high school. She worked at Wong's Cafe on Rice Street there in St. Paul. She was a first generation English speaker, as we talked about, because her parents had just were refugees. And she was planning on going to the University of Minnesota the year after for college. Okay. Her brother also says that he they loved hanging out together. They would listen to 80s music, which touched a chord on my heart because I love 80s music. But apparently she really loves Skid Row. Okay. Okay. (laughs) She was deep into the metal. What's really sad, even to today. Day. Her brother still talks about her in the present sense, like okay. it, like she's still alive or he's going to find out information. So that kind of was sad to me because, I mean, I'm glad you're holding out hope, but it's really just hard to imagine yourself in that position. Yeah. When Hang disappeared, authorities started talking to Nikki and were starting to ask her questions of what had happened. Nikki initially told the authorities that she had left with some unidentified young man. I don't know why she didn't stop her or what happened, Okay, but that was the first account. Then she came in saying that Hang went and was hanging out with Nikki and then Hang left her. And I apologize, but this is just exactly what she said. She went to go hang out with her white friends instead of her. Okay. And then Nikki came back and said, well, actually, I took her to my place of employment because my boss was going to interview her for a job so there's like a couple different scenarios that are going on here they're all wildly different wildly different 
Like, I could see if it was like, there was just like little differences from story to story. Because mm-hmm. like, maybe in like a stressful situation, you just forget certain details. Right. But like, it went from, she went to go hang out with a man. Mm-hmm. So she went to go hang out with her white friends mm-hmm. to she was she took her to go be interviewed by her current employer. Yeah. So it's like, what? Yeah. So did they talk to her current employer? Did they ever verify if like she was? OK, so I'm probably jumping ahead. I you apologize. are jumping ahead. It's OK. Um, So her employer was named Mark Stephen Wallace. He okay. owned a small painting and carpentry business. OK. And so what Nikki said is that Wallace asked her if any of her friends might want to come work for him. um, And. She thought it was odd, like it it was it was a weird request because he didn't have really enough work to take on another employee. Okay, that is weird. It is weird. So, but also Nikki, I don't know if I believe everything she's saying. Right, so. it's it's kind of hard to really gauge that. Yeah, just because of her comment, she hangs comment to her brother before she yeah. left. If I don't come home, call the police. Right. So Nikki stated that she and Hang went to go meet Wallace together. He was driving a white pickup at first, but later, for some reason, he switched to a Tanner Silver Cavalier. He dropped Nikki off and drove away with Hang in the front passenger seat of the Chevrolet. So they went off together in his car for this job interview, according to Nikki. That's weird. Right. And so Nikki is saying this is the actual last time that he saw or she saw Hang. Okay. Um, And Wallace was actually supposed to take her home after the interview. And then later he told police he dropped her off at Rice Street and Wheel Lock Parkway near the Wong Cafe where she currently worked. Okay. So Wallace is the prime suspect in Hang's disappearance. What was weird is that he was also convicted of two very violent assaults. Okay. Committed in 1987. And he was also a suspect in another crime uh, later on, which he lured one of his victims by promising a job interview. And he had bit, right? Like connecting the dots. We're connecting the dots. Yeah. Why so, are we talking about this? I solved the case already. It's the <laughs> employer. It's, it's Wallace. Right. Um, he had been uncooperative in the investigation into Hang's disappearance. And then he hired a lawyer. Nikki also hired a lawyer because she stopped being cooperative. and Because she's lying. Like some, everybody's lying in this. For real. So Wallace was never charged in connection with Hing's disappearance. And they actually got a search warrant and they took dogs out to his house. Okay. The dogs started freaking out. So they were cadaver dogs where they, you know, the dog started like barking in his garage. And this was in, I think, 2009 when this all happened and they took the dogs out there. Uh, And that gave them enough information to maybe it didn't give them enough information to like break all of the concrete to go searching, but gave them enough information to maybe do a little bit more investigation. And so they drilled holes into the garage. Okay, That way the smell could come up more for the cadaver dogs. Mm -hmm. But once they drilled holes into his garage, the dogs literally just became uninterested. Weird. Right. Are cadaver dogs, if they go off, I mean, is that enough 
evidence to like get a search warrant yes in some case if they've been trained they can i think they can the police can then you know go search that area or start digging but when it's dealing with like someone's house structural and having to break up concrete they probably want to do the first test of like drilling holes and maybe putting like a camera down there to see if they see anything in the holes Anyways, so all of that happened. He was also caught in a hotel room in Minnesota with another 20-year-old woman. Oh, good. Who was the daughter of one of his friends. Okay. So he, Wallace is just like. All see, over the place? He's all over the place. He's really into, it seems like he's really into younger women. Maybe too young. Yeah. And it seems like he has a very violent past and very violent like aggression towards women. Mm-hmm. Because he's just been convicted of multiple things. Yeah. And very violent things. So, Hang's case remains unsolved. Her father, unfortunately, passed away in 2012. But her mother and her 13 siblings are still alive, and they hope she'll come home one day. People still, the cops still think that there's foul play involved. They don't know who is involved, if whether it's Nikki, Wallace, or some unknown other person. Okay. When this was all unraveling, like I told you, they, they took a few days to actually report them missing. Yeah. Or report her missing. And obviously, as everyone knows and has heard in all of these crime shows, is that the first 48 hours are the most critical, right? Yeah. And so when they didn't report her, a lot of evidence could have been washed away or yeah. people forget. They didn't even really start fully investigating this, I think, until like six months in. Oh, wow. Which is insane. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The MO seems weirdly similar to Wallace's past convictions i mean kidnapping tied to like promising an interview mm-hmm. for, for a job i mean that seems interesting but then part of me is like did nikki know that so then she tried to like use that as a cop out you know what i mean yeah. like but then i guess it seemed like wallace would like kind of corroborated that story too so i don't know it's just weird i don't know what's happening in this story right <laughs> well and six months after the fact they also found her so after the disappearance six months later they also found her car oh and there was nothing in it there was no forensic evidence that they could gather from it yeah and they said nothing luminoiled it Okay. Um. So they put the black, which means that they put the black light. There was nothing in there that yeah. they could see. Yeah, they spray the luminol and then they do the. Yeah. And if there's blood, it'll react and glow. Yeah. Weird. So overall, the case went cold. And then in 2009, they reopened the case. Okay. Because they received a tip from a neighbor about a detached garage that quickly was built on Wallace's mother's home oh yeah that's weird Mm -hmm. so they investigate that yep they investigated that but again nothing came up from it okay so there's not a lot of information about this one wallace has always denied any involvement nikki's denied any involvement wallace with all his convictions and everything has been deemed a sexually dangerous person okay and a psychopath and he was actually admitted into committed into the minnesota sex offender program in moose lake okay and the judge said that only when he's been rehabilitated rehabilitated can he get out but they're assuming that this is going to be a life sentence and he's never going to get out because he can't be rehabilitated okay so that's all i have if anybody has any information please reach out to the saint paul pd it's really 
It's really just sad yeah. that there's no information about this. And just a lot of this case is just weird. I mean, mm-hmm. what she said to her brother, Nikki's 15 different stories that she told police. Right. This is weird. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. 